0: Welcome to High Tide, Low Tide, the podcast where we talk about all things mental health and where we share our stories with the knowledge that it could just be the lifeline of hope for someone who is hurting and afraid that they're the only one. I'm your host, Lisa Scanlon, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. Just a little reminder here, guys, that we are discussing mental health in this episode, so we may touch on things like suicide or self-harm, which may be a trigger for you. As always, I'll pop resources in the show notes or know that you can call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hey, guys, welcome back to episode 23. I am back in my kitchen studio, so today's audio should be sweet, sweet. Um, We shouldn't have too much background noise like there was in the last episode and as I hope you can tell, my voice is back to normal. Unlike those last two episodes where it sounded like I had an awful cold which lasted about 24 hours. So I am all good. It is Saturday night and it's about 8.30 and I just got back from being down the beach. I got home about an hour ago. It was just so nice to be down there. I took my little towel and also beach hack, like take a pillow. Everyone's out there just laying flat on a towel and that is not nice for your neck. So I started taking a pillow and I just realized how old I sound talking about this, but literally game changer, take a pillow so you can lay down and read and be comfortable. And I was reading my book. I'm currently reading a book by Pip Drysdale. This is the third book of hers I have read, and it's just like her her style of writing. I'm just like hooked at every page. Like, honestly, I'm reading the one right now that's called the Paris Affair. But I've read two others, and I would say the other two sort of hooked me a little bit more than this one. But this one's just starting to get juicy, so I'm hanging in there I'm gonna go back to the beach tomorrow and read some more I don't know why but I just like to keep like reading books like for when I'm down at the beach I don't know it's like as if I'm saving it because it's a treat and I do it when I when I'm there I don't know if that's like a thing that other people do or if I'm just a total weirdo but it was really nice down there it was so busy though in Adelaide today. I don't know what the actual temperature got to, but I would say it would have been over 30. And yeah, the beaches were just, you know, quite busy. Usually where I would go to get a park would have been very easy, but yeah, not today. And there was just loads of people and everyone's running around, they're yelling, there's kids screaming and all the rest of it. So it wasn't super relaxing. And the water was a little bit cold. I know I'm such a whinger, but it. I do feel very grateful to live so close to the beach. And yeah, back home now. I'm going to record this episode and then have some dinner. But it was just a really nice, I guess, relaxed day today. And I've been actively trying to. To slow down. I got back from Indonesia, I think about three weeks ago now. And I just like the first week I got back, you know, I went, I got back on the Saturday and I went back to work on the Tuesday. And, you know, actually, like I was really surprised I came back to work. I had loads of emails, but not a lot of things to like, I didn't feel overwhelmed by any means at work. Luckily, I have the support of my team there that helped out while I was away and I tried to set my customers up as best as I could before I left. But outside of that, like that first week that I was back, I just, you know, got to the weekend and I had like both days were just like, uh, both days of the weekend were just like so packed with things. Like I was back to back, this booked in at this time and then, you know, nine o'clock something and then something at 11 and then catch up with this person at two o'clock and I've got to do laundry and I've got to clean the house. And it was just crazy how fast I, after spending three weeks away, relaxing and disconnecting and just giving myself a break immediately, I was straight back into that, like, like that really like hype, like that really was it like low level, but like that stress is just like right there. And it's just sitting in the the pit of my stomach because I know I have so much to do And I just took a moment that week and I was like, this is actually insane. Like, how am I here already? It's not even been seven days. Like, this isn't okay and I need to do something about it. So I just decided that I needed to take some time, slow down and just allow myself the space to rest um, and to have time where I'm allowed to rest and it's okay to not have anything on my schedule and not have everything on my calendar. And this made me start to think, like, why am I like this? (laughs) Like, am I like this, how I keep myself so busy and my diary so jam-packed? Am I like that? just because that's who I am as a person? Like, do I like it because I am just an organized person and I like routine and I like to know what's coming? Or am I like this because I use this as a tool to manage my anxiety? So is that why I do it? And then I started thinking a little bit more and I started to wonder, maybe I'm actually like unconsciously doing it like unconsciously keeping myself so busy because if i actually give myself the time and the space to stop will i like actually realize that i'm actually quite lonely or i'm actually sad like am i doing it as a protection mechanism like a protective mechanism like unconsciously is my brain doing this to look after myself And so I just wanted to sort of like have a think on it and I feel like I'm going to leave you like hanging here because I don't know. I literally, I don't know what the answer is to that, but I just, you know, I had started this train of thought around it and I just wanted to share that because I think it's potentially powerful, like to look into why we do things in that space. And maybe there's someone who's listening who, has had a similar thought or they've maybe had a realization and if you have then please like send me a message on Instagram or something and chat with me about it because I'd love to sort of know more about you know the realizations that you've had or you know what you did to sort of really dive into that a little bit more yeah so that was sort of like you know coming back and what happened and you know today's episode I don't really have um I, well, I certainly don't have a guest. I'm at home on a Saturday night on my own <laughs> and that's okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to talk through a couple of things predominantly around men's mental health. But before I get into that, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the session that I had with Georgia Simacek. And again, I don't know if I've said her surname right. I should have checked before I recorded this. But um, if you follow my personal page, and actually I did share it on the high tide, low tide um, stories as well. During the week, you may have seen that I had a one-on-one coaching session with Georgia. And Georgia used to live in Adelaide, but she lives in Queensland now. She is an embodiment coach. And I will chuck her Instagram handle up on uh, in the show notes so that you can find her. But if you were to search her, um, you'd be able to find her. Absolutely no worries. I'm just going to look up right now. Yeah, her handle is just at Georgia Simicek, which is S-I-M-E-C-E-K. So you can find all of her info uh, on there. So anyway, I've been following her for a little while because my friend, Uh, my very good friend Katie had put me onto her page um, just through discussions that we had had about some issues that I uh, have had uh, in my life and in my relationships. So we, I've obviously been following her and Katie's, you know, been, you know, hype girling for Georgia and saying that she was amazing and that I would probably get a lot of growth out of working with her. And one day last week Katie had sent me one of George's stories saying that she was doing um, a couple of like one-on-one sessions with clients and you could pay just to do that rather go into like a container with her and at the time I was kind of like umming and ahhing because you know if- It can be a little bit scary to invest in courses for yourself uh, when you're not used to doing that or to, you know, invest, you know, pay money to do courses when you don't know what the outcome is going to be like. I just feel like that's a normal reaction to have. And so I was kind of umming and ahhing and Katie and I were talking. Katie was like, just do it like you are going to get so much out of it. It's going to be so worth it. I just know it. Just go for it. Anyway, so I went away from that conversation and then pretty much the next day just booked in to have this one-on-one time with Georgia. And it was worth every, every, absolutely every cent that I spent. So basically what we did, and this is what I talked about on my stories, was we did some inner child work. And I had never done any work like this before. And I won't go into like full detail because I feel like it's not my area of expertise as, oh, I'm not a coach, but like, I don't want to like over explain it. But basically we did some visualization techniques and um, she walked me through it. It was a very like warm, loving, safe space that she created through Zoom. I know the world is amazing. Technology is amazing. So in this technique, she basically like took me back to, um, so I closed my eyes and I pictured myself as a child and just wherever your like memory takes you, your unconscious mind is incredible. And so I could visualize this girl and I shared the story actually as well of a video of the girl that came to me like, my, and she was seven which I found because the date stamp is on the video. So I could see this girl clear as day in front of me, um, down to what she was wearing. And then we went through and we discovered a time at which that seven-year-old version of me's needs weren't met as a child. And we talked through what the scenario was and I allowed myself to feel into that And then we went through and basically, and I can't even remember the order, but we talked about what she had needed in that time. And I visualized myself as that seven-year-old actually receiving what I needed in that moment at that time. And we also did a visualization technique where I could see myself as I am now with myself and my inner child that seven-year-old and the interact and an interaction that happened between me and me which sounds like what but honestly like it was just such it was such a moving experience to have had and there was loads more that went into it and I feel like I'm totally butchering it and this isn't the total episode like this is not the main thing for the episode but I basically cried the whole way through it. It was so powerful and I feel like I had so much growth from this hour, like it honestly made some deep changes within me. I need to go away from this and practice those feelings and really allowing myself to feel those feelings that I did towards the end of that technique And almost like I've been trying to go to bed and like meditate on those memories of what that was like and the feeling that that gave me and really allow it to settle into my body so that I can believe that it is possible and that it is true. I have no idea if this is making any sense to anybody. I feel like I'm rambling, which is exactly what I did on the call with Georgia. Anyway, the point is that there is so much value that can come from these alternate types of coaches as well. I 100% believe that psychologists have their place and I'm by no means dismissing them. I have gotten a lot of value out of seeing a psychologist and I do believe they are necessary for a lot of people. But what I'm trying to say is that there are other methods and that there are other coaches that can help you in different ways and to not, um, I guess, dismiss them there can be so much that can gain. Like I feel like in that one hour with Georgia, I broke down walls and got more progress in this particular aspect of my life than I have in years of seeing a psychologist. And I walk into a psychologist appointment like the first time and we're doing that whole like discovery thing where they ask you about absolutely everything. And I say like, this is what has happened. These are what I think my issues are. And this is how it like res- like this is how it shows up again and again and again in my life and in my relationships. And we've never done anything like this, never done any inner work, uh, inner child work before. So it was just yeah, it was just a really amazing experience, and I'm so grateful um, to Georgia for being able to take me through that, and also thankful to people in my life like Katie, who were encouraging. As like I mean, I can be very upfront about it. The Time that I spent with Georgia cost me three hundred thirty-three dollars. It was a special; she usually costs more than that, and it was scary to think about spending that money on someone that I, you know, had never worked with before. I guess, and post having had that session, it was it was worth every cent and some. Like probably, I think a psychologist appointment with the gap, I end up paying. I don't know a bit over like $120 or something like that. I can't remember for an hour. It just comes out of my bank account. So to think that, okay, let's just say that was like not not quite three psychologist appointments worth of monies. Like I haven't had that much growth in in those appointments with my psychologist. She's amazing. But we just haven't delved into anything like that before. So I just am going to wrap that up now by saying, like, do, please, like, if you like are following some of these coaches and you think that you resonate with them, like, reach out, have a chat, and just don't dismiss them because you don't know what value you might be able to get out of it. Okay, so now I'm going to get into what I was actually wanting to record this episode for, which is around men's mental health. And men's mental health is something that I am so, so passionate about like I don't I'm I'm not entirely sure why this resonates with me more than like women's mental health considering I am a woman I think it's because I know a lot of the statistics and I'm just genuinely can really really concerned for the men in my life I have lost a friend to suicide so that obviously plays a role as well. And so part of that, when I do talk about it, I do it with his memory in mind. Now, we have just clicked over into December, which means we had the beautiful month of November in which I was born, but also um, sees Movember take place. And I have to say, I really enjoy Movember because just quietly, I really enjoy Mo. Like I really enjoy a mustache on a man. So it's just like they're everywhere in, in November and it's just absolutely delightful. But Movember is centered around men's health and not just mental health, but things like um, prostate and testicular cancer, et cetera. And last Saturday, I was invited to speak at uh, one of my gyms that I go to, Strong, at Henley Beach. The team there were doing a bit of a celebration for their first birthday. So congrats to the team and Stevie and Jess and all the wonderful people there for making it to their first birthday. And they were also doing it as a fundraiser for Movember. So they asked me to speak before the class that I was taking part in. And I just was absolutely humbled and really grateful that they asked me to do that. And just to be able to have a bit of a chat with, you know, I think we might have had, oh, I'm really bad with guessing, maybe like 40 people or so in the room at that point. And they had had two classes prior to that. So in putting together my notes for that, I uncovered some pretty scary statistics. And I just, I felt like I wanted to put this into a podcast rather than just having said it to one group of people. Maybe there might be some more people out there who will listen into this podcast and take something away from it as well. So, as a part of the workout at Strong, so at Strong, they had made up a Movember workout, which saw us do a 10K row for the one in 10 men around the world who are living with an anxiety disorder, 30 reps. For the 30% rise in the number of Australian men dying by suicide over the last decade. And 60 calories for the 60 men we lose to suicide each hour, every hour around the world. So that's what the workout looked like but I wanted to be able to give everyone some statistics that were specific to Australia. And whilst I know that everybody listening to this podcast is not in Australia, I apologise, most of these are centred around Australian statistics, but I'm sure that you will still take something out of it. So the statistics in Australia say, and they prove that there are more women diagnosed uh, with a mental health condition than men. But generally speaking, you know, as I'm sure a lot of the women who might be listening would say we are more inclined, you know, to talk and therefore more inclined to get diagnosed. And also it means that we're more likely to seek help. On average, one in eight men in Australia will experience depression and one in five will experience anxiety at some point in their life. I personally believe that those numbers are underreported because a lot of men aren't seeking the help that they need and therefore it's not being recorded in those statistics. And it's, you know, when I think about the people that are in my life and the people that I know, I know many, many women in my life who would say and happily say to me, yes, I have depression or I have anxiety or I have PTSD from this event or I'm seeing someone to help or I'm on this particular medication we just, in general, seem to be a lot more open in sharing these things. When I think about the men in my life, there's definitely less men that I know who would openly have that conversation with me, even knowing what I do and what I'm about and how passionate I am about this subject. But I I know that there is also probably men who are part of the people that I'm thinking of who... Probably aren't getting the help that they need, or maybe don't even realize that they maybe are slipping with their mental health, or maybe they haven't just don't know how to verbalize it. So it's just a really interesting, you know, thing to consider when the statistics are saying there's more women than men. But when we look at suicides, the numbers are like horrendously skewed towards men, like horrendous. It's honestly fucked up. I'm going on 2021 statistics here and I will put everything in the show notes so you can refer to it. In 2021 in Australia, there were uh, 3,144 recorded deaths by suicide. Of that... 2,358 of them were men. Like that means that men are like three times more likely than women to die by suicide or that they account for 75% of the deaths by suicide. Like that is very, like very horrendously skewed towards men. Male suicide rates in 2019 were the highest among men aged 85 and over and men aged 45 to 49. Now, I just want you to take a second and just think about the men in your life that might fall into those age categories and just take a second, scan the people you know and just think, is there anyone maybe that I need to check on? Men who are of Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander heritage who live remotely, who are part of the LGBTQI community or are diagnosed with a mental health disorder are also more likely to die by suicide. And a recent report showed that men who are lacking close friends or relatives are twice as likely to have thoughts of suicide. Other factors associated with male suicide include relationship breakdowns, financial distress, unemployment, relationship conflict and bereavement. So they're just like, I mean, this sounds very clinical and that's not how I want it to sound, but I do also think it's really important to like make sure that there's some facts in here and some things for you guys to think about and take away from this episode. But on top of all of that, the statistics that I think shocked me the most because most of those statistics that I've told you I have heard before but these statistics were the ones that literally made my jaw drop and made me like it just absolutely broke my heart and I think you'll find it shocking as well. So in 2021 ambulances responded to over 16,800 calls for men who are experiencing suicidal ideation and a further 9,000 to a male suicide attempt. So I just told you before there was like just under 2,500 men that took their life in 2021. I've now told you over 16,000 ambulances were called to people having suicidal ideation and over 9,000 to further suicide attempts so it's just like I just cannot like to think about it too much like it's 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 genuinely upsetting but it needs to be thought about because if we don't think about it we can't fix it if we don't think about it we can't do something about it because this just cannot it can't keep going on like this like this is so heartbreaking that there are so many people out there that feel like that's the only option that they have or that that I, I just feel like I just cannot. It's just is very overwhelming and it's very upsetting. So that is why it is so important to have days like are you okay day and November? Because it's about making it more visible. It's about creating conversation and raising awareness and breaking down the stigma, letting the men know in our life that it's okay to talk and it's okay to not be okay and that they can get help. And if, we're, if no one's talking about it, if we're all sitting away in our little living rooms and not talking about it, then there's no conversation and we're People are going to continue to feel like they've got nowhere to turn and that they, you know, that they can't talk about how they're really feeling and, and we need more voices. Every single additional voice who's talking about it, who's creating conversation, who's asking their friend, their mate, their loved one, their husband, their brother, their uncle, whoever it is, if they're okay, is making a difference. So I guess like what do I want listeners to take away from this episode is that if you notice something, say something, if someone has changed, ask if they are okay or just let them know that you've noticed. It can go such a long way for someone who feels alone, someone who feels secluded, someone who feels like no one cares about them, to hear somebody ask them, are you okay? Or to hear someone say, hey, mate, I've noticed that you've been a bit quiet lately, or we haven't seen you in a while. I just wanted to check in, can mean so much. It might just be enough for that person to be like, oh, actually, people do care. People do notice me. People do love me. You don't have to know how to fix it. You know, you're not the psychologist, you're not the doctor, okay? So don't expect that you need to know how to fix it. You just need to know how to stand next to that person and help them get the help that they need. Say, hey, like, let let me help you make the appointment with the GP or I can come with you if you'd like. Or send them the link to the information that you found on the internet that you thought might be helpful or drop them off you know, a, a, a coffee, bring them a coffee and say, hey, let's go out for a chat. Let's go out for a walk. Walking side by side by, with somebody is a great way to have a conversation. It's a lot less intrusive. It's not like you're staring in deep into their eyes and deep into their soul where they're t- while they're talking. And, you know, that might be enough to keep someone from wanting to open up. Going for a walk, side by side, nice day, outside, fresh air, great idea. And just remember as well that people don't always know how to express how they feel. So if you ask someone, Are you okay? or How's everything going? you know, they might just say, Yes, I'm fine. Because maybe they don't actually understand what's happening and they don't know how to verbalize and they don't know how to say, I'm fucking sad all the time. Or they don't know how to say, every day I don't want to be here or whatever it is like they might not know how to verbalize it and they might be scared to verbalize it maybe they've never said it before maybe they don't want to admit it maybe they're embarrassed you know which of course they should be none of those things but you just don't know so you know don't be offended or like put off if someone brushes you off and says everything's fine ask them again Maybe wait until the next day and ask them again or wait a couple of days and check in again. Follow up with them. Give out that love. I've had people tell me on the podcast before that a text message saved their life. We're literally all in this together, so we have to look out for each other. So right now I want everybody who's listening to take a second and think about one of the men in their life think about the men in your life take a little mental scan and see if you can think of someone that maybe you've been a little bit worried about in the past or maybe you've noticed that they haven't been themselves lately maybe they've you know been a lot more quiet than usual or maybe they've cancelled plans a lot lately Or maybe you just haven't seen them in a long time. When you finish listening to this episode, I want you to take 30 seconds and reach out to that person. Give them a call, send them a text, slide into their DMs, do whatever you need to do. Just make contact with one man in your life. You have no idea how much this might help that person And if you're wrong and maybe they're not going through something, great. You've just made a connection with a friend. Who cares? Like, great. That's amazing. We're putting more love out into the world. On my stories last week, I encouraged people to do the same thing. And a friend of mine followed up with me the next day and told me they had reached out to someone they had been a bit worried about and how amazing that had been to do that and to be able to be there for that person. So it can help and it really will make such a difference. And please, like, if you do it, please, like, let me know. Like, you don't have to go into detail by any means. Like, I don't need to know. But I just, I want to feel that you guys are putting that love out there. If you know that you've been slipping or if you know that you've not been yourself and you know that you've been really upset and you've been really down and you just don't know why or maybe you do know why but you've been keeping it to yourself when you stop listening to this podcast I want you to think of that one person one safe space one safe person in your life and send them a message there is so much love out there you are so loved and so cared for and all you have to do is reach out and there will be somebody there who wants to help you my DMs are always open. If you're going through something, you can reach out to me. I am by no means a trained professional and I can't give advice in that space, but I will be there to listen. The world is such a better place when we're all in it together. And I just really, this. I'm just so passionate about this and I just do not ever want to lose another friend or family member to suicide. Uh, I know this has been a little bit of a heavy topic to be talking about, and I just am not going to apologize for that because we need to talk about it. It needs to change. We need to do something. And there are so many wonderful people out there creating noise and making a change through things like Movember and More Than A Run as well. Massive shout out to them. I've been following them on LinkedIn, and they're doing some epic things as well. So please, guys, think of the men in your life, reach out to them. If you're not doing well, reach out to someone as well. There is so much love and so su- much support. And you are amazing. And if you have been living under a rock and don't know what November is, please jump online and look it up. Also look up More Than A Run. As I said, they're doing some epic things. You can donate. There's many, many ways to get involved, Reach out to me if you're wanting to organize something. I'm always happy to um, come on board and help. I wanna be a part of it and I wanna be a part of this change. We're all in this together. And that is me wrapping up this episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. Again, please make sure you check the show notes. Um, I'll put all of the links in there and there's plenty of ways that you can reach out and seek help as well. Massive, massive love to everybody. I hope you've enjoyed it. See you next time. Do it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave me a five star review. Even better, if you know someone who might benefit from listening to it, please tell them all about it. You'll find more information from today's episode in the show notes. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on high tide, low tide, please email me at Lisa, spell L-E-S-A. At High Tide, low tide a-u.com, or DM me on Instagram at High tide, Low tide, a-u. See you next time.